so near and yet so far in Paris, but plenty to be proud of. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. An amazing game in France to finish off the Six Nations campaign for Wales and depending on the France-Scotland game this Friday, it'll either be a championship win for Wales or second place. We'll hear from those involved. We'll also hear about the Wales women's squad for their Six Nations tournament kicking off next month. But first, the news this week that Steve Phillips has been appointed permanent chief executive of the WIU group. He reflected on a good week for Welsh rugby, along with first WIU chairman Rob Butcher. I'm delighted, really. We've had a great week in different ways. We've had a great week. Uh, in terms of the community game, we've had a great week. We've made a new appointment in Steve Phillips. And of course, the icing on the cake for the Welsh nation is the fact that we come through the Six Nations after a difficult autumn with four wins and the nation resting on us now. Hopefully we'll get the championship on Friday. So yeah, good times. I think it's public record that, you know, there is uh, win bonuses for your placing in the table. And of course, you know, we... We reflect some of that in arrangements with the players. So, let's just say, I think it's in everybody's interest that um, Scotland do us a favour tomorrow, both from a WU point of view and indeed from a player point of view. And we'll hear more from the two men at the top of Welsh rugby in greater length in next week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But now on to events in Paris last Saturday evening. An incredible game, even if the last few minutes were disappointing. Captain Alwyn Jones reflected. We were pretty good So the... 80-odd minutes of the game and obviously the final phase, final play, France obviously edged it. I think um, they probably they built the pressure in those last 12 minutes uh, and indiscipline probably cost us, but credit to, to France and, and getting the win. In terms of heartbreak, how, how devastating was that in your career? Oh, I, I don't think I can quantify it in a, a career. I think for this tournament, it's disappointing, obviously, the way we've gone throughout the, the tournament and obviously off the back of the... Um, the Nations Cup we had obviously had an avalanche the way we wanted to and the improvement in performances, but obviously uh, fell short. Would there be any consolation if you won the title? Oh, I don't know. I think when it's out of your hands, we're talking into the future, so we, uh, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's no really speculating about that at this point. Pride at this campaign, Alan, what, what are your feelings on that? Yeah, there's, there's quite a bit of that. I think particularly in the period of um, time we're in, we can be pleased with that, but there's no consolation in, in pride. It's something you feel and something that you can put value on, but obviously we, we came here to win today and we didn't do it. You're usually a very disciplined team, but that kind of let you down in the last few minutes. Can you describe how it got away from you with those penalties and yellow cards at the end? Well, like I said earlier, I think pressure in credit to France, they, they, they were playing. I think um, you know pressure creates error and we fell into that trap. How much of a learning experience is that final few seconds, few minutes going to be for this team going forward towards that next World Cup and seasons to come? You learn day by day, you learn in games. I think we'll um, won't immediately um, know. I think we'll let the dust settle and, and see where we are. I think it'd be interesting comparison on a lot of levels, again, between the you know, Nations Cup and where we were this campaign. Like I say, it probably won't be until the, the next campaign until we really can quantify or compare so we'll see did you feel that you could have had a penalty try in the second half it's funny i think um we've benefited from decisions so it would be remiss of me and uncouth if i was to shout from the rooftops about decisions that 
could have, should have gone our way. The sport isn't about that. We felt we'd done enough pressure and done enough in that phase of play to be awarded for the phase of play, irrelevant of the whatever indiscipline there was, but we didn't get it, so we have to move on. Do you feel like you could have done anything differently in that last sort of five, ten minutes? Probably. Answer the question immediately, probably feels like there's hundreds of things, but I know it's probably too soon, if I'm honest. You know, you probably have to get the magnifying glass out and go over it, but it probably won't be the case of that. There'll probably be a handful of instances that will probably be glaring out of us uh, in the immediacy when we do analyse uh, you know, that period of play. From your experience of mad games and things like that, are those the tapes that you just throw in the bin and you just say, look, let's put that down to a, a mad night? Or do you really look through it and go through it with a fine tooth comb and go, actually, come on, what could we have done differently there? Probably one for the next campaign, depending on what happens next week. But um, there's always things to learn, I think. You know, you played uh, long enough to realise the game changes, not just campaign to campaign, season to season. This game can change week to week. And sometimes those tapes, like you say, aren't the ones you chuck in the bin. Those are the ones you keep and you, you know, you're going to keep them in the memory bank anyway. So they last a lot longer than the ones you uh, you'd probably win with. So there we are. Back rower Josh Navidi also described what that game was like to play in. Bit of a seesaw, really. Um, obviously, nice to get my first try, but... I'd give that up to winning the game, to be honest. Just sort of disappointed now. Obviously, everyone is in the change rooms, but reflecting on the game, um, probably the last 10 minutes cost us with just discipline and um, it just didn't go our way. But it's been a good campaign for us. Obviously, the autumn now to the Six Nations and how many points we scored this campaign has been good. But shame we couldn't finish her tonight and get the win and see it off. But um, fingers crossed next Friday goes our way. Yeah, we'll all be Scottish fans now, I guess, for the, the week. How difficult a week is that going to be, knowing you can't do anything about the title? Yeah, ideally we, we got it done today, but obviously it didn't go our way. And it's a close match, it was a tough match, and fair play to France, they, they went all the way and we kept it going to the end. So we just got to wait that week now and see what happens. It's quite a bleak change of room at the minute, and um, yeah, it's hard to take. Looking back over the season, though, how would you uh, sum up the sort of transformation that you've had in style and in results uh, over the, the last six months or so? The autumn wasn't that great, but we came into the Six Nations. We knew what we wanted to achieve and we said from the start we got a squad to do it and we just built on every week, tried to get the performances and yeah, disappointed really. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And I guess a lot of players in that changing room will be uh, thinking how can we build on that and uh, how can we all last till the next World Cup? Um, yeah, well, to be honest, yeah, nothing's been spoken about that. To be honest, so the Six Nations is our aim and um, obviously later on in the year we've got summer tour so um, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that but at the minute not thinking about that and like, looking forward to this game and we could have obviously finished off tonight but we don't, so... Wayne Pivak said the whole time that he wanted a performance and the points. Obviously, we didn't get the full points win, but the performance, how would you rate that for you in a Wales shirt? Yeah, it was good. Just the discipline cost us at the end. I don't know what the penalty count was. It didn't go in our favour, but um, the way, way we played at times, and to be honest, we we put a good performance in attacking-wise, and just obviously... Um, 
we, we last 20 minutes we were under the pump really and it's only going to go one way if we're in our own half and defending and giving away penalties so it worked in their favour and a shame we couldn't get out at the end we did have a knock on advantage but gave away a penalty with a minute to go so obviously out of our hands and at the end of the day we could have probably seed the game off and also controlled it a bit better towards the end. I was going to say, you know, this campaign's been about Wales, you know, being the beneficiary of, of cards, the cruel thing of them in the end, that Wales got two yellows at the end. Yeah, it's just going to go back and forth. And obviously, if they had a yellow and a red, it's going to look towards us then with penalties and try and even the field out. So it just went that way. And we were under the pump. We did give away penalties in our own half and it's, Something you can't control is the ref's decision, and you just got to get on with it. Just, I know it's very raw, but how proud are you to be in a Welsh shirt tonight? Yeah, very proud. Like we played very well, and to be honest, we, we should have seen the game off, but um, yeah, we didn't. So yeah, I'm proud of the boys all in all, and yeah, we just stay tight, and that's all we can do at the minute. Josh, the, the first half was was so quick, and there was lots of pace and lots of tries. But were you sort of surprised by that? Often games like this can be quite cagey. No, we, we knew we, they were going to start fast and um, like they did, they got to try quite early on and um, we knew that was coming. So it was just trying to work them around the field, the, the big heavy men and we did that and to be honest, they, they seemed a bit tired but at the end of the day, it was, it was a quick game. It was probably a good game to watch but uh, being on there is uh, not the best. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. A good summing up. Well, the men's Six Nations comes to a close this Friday, but then the women's Six Nations will kick off a new look tournament next week, with Wales starting out back in France. Coach Warren Abraham spoke to Liz Jones after announcing his first Six Nations squad. Pretty exciting to have the first Six Nations squad. It's been a long few months, so to get to this stage, yeah, I think everyone is raring to go now on the grass. Uh, yeah, the squad has been exciting because obviously we've had quite a big squad, nearly 50 players the last few months in our training camp. So, yeah, it's really performance-based. We look at the people who put their hands up for an opportunity in this upcoming Six Nations. So I think we've got a good blend as well with some youngsters and some older heads in there, the experienced people within the team as well to perhaps bring a little bit of stability there. And then we've had a couple of setbacks as well from injury, which is unfortunate. And then obviously then managing our GB girls within the squad as well to make sure that we still maximise the opportunity to be able to go to an Olympics, but also then have a, a put a hand up for the Six Nations and still be performing at a really high level there. So from that point of view, I think it's, it's a good blend for the squad. Do you think you have the benefit of coming in quite fresh? You're purely judging on what you've seen in training Aliens 15s. Yeah, that's probably the, the best part of, of the selection process is um, I've had a long time to assist people now individually. I've had an opportunity to assist them within comfortable scenarios. So yeah, I've got a, quite, a, quite a decent picture on, 
on all of them so far. And yeah, we've had a high number of sessions. So I think the people that's there has put their hands up. So now the sort of the balls in their card to take this opportunity and this chance with both hands. Let the rugby do the talking once they're in between the four lines. So I think we've got a really exciting blend here with obviously some girls coming back from injury, long-term injuries. People like Kira Bevan coming back. She's done pretty well. So to come back and, and the work that she's put in has warranted an opportunity to come in. Um, and then we can't look away from past experience there either. But um, yeah, me coming in fresh with a clean slate, I can just go on based what they've presented in front of me the last few months. Some nuances in how you see them in terms of their positions as well. Robin Mulkins <coughs> is down as a fullback. Is that fluid, those things? Uh, Robin Locke, obviously she's new as a hooker really mm. in terms of Wales and the first season at hooker club as well are those kind of things elsewhere as well are they yeah so you you gotta obviously with with a serious injury at fullback with Kaylee Powell being ruled out to injury which opened the door for young Neve Terry to be back in a the mix there um, with some of the stuff she's been doing at Exeter. Again, then we've got to look at what's going to be the best blend for the team. We're putting Robin at 15, so uh, it's not a preferred position, but she's doing a job for the team there at 15. It gives us two first receivers on the pitch now with potentially her and Snowy and then Flo Williams there as free flyers with one doing a, a shift for us at 15 and Robin fits that profile at the best at the minute so again if you got either one of those two first receivers on the field with Robin at at fullback it gives you double kicking Fred as well so that's one we have to do for the team and look at it what's the best for the team obviously yeah with Robin Locke transitioning to hooker she's done a great job the last few months is not an easy position to transition to especially when the heat's on and you gotta chuck balls in into the line out at critical moments so um yeah so she's gonna have a great opportunity for all the stuff she's learned and developed over the last few months transfer into international rugby which is a completely different beast so yeah no, again that's pretty exciting there for her as well that's always brilliant when you can start fresh with a few new faces there that could potentially put their hands up for first caps or returning caps people like Tuleri uh, people like Gemma Rollins who came back in the squad so there it's, a, it's another great opportunity for them now to put their hand up especially with the World Cup looming next year so you got to take your chance yeah so it's a great opportunity for them. All eyes on France two weeks time now have you looked at them in detail or are you look focusing on yourselves mainly? Yeah, I think most importantly we focus on ourselves. We make sure that we get our house in order first and foremost. And then, yeah, you've got to look at the opposition at this level, best prepared and really understand what, what might come potentially. Like we all know, we've everyone's gone through this long lockdown process coaches has been very creative <laughs> during during this process so you don't know what the what the French can throw at us but we got to be prepared for what they've presented so far in, in other games so yeah we consistently look at all that little bit of details but most importantly we make sure that our house is in a in the best possible place to be able to get out there go and solve problems and adapt in the moment Obviously playing right to the end, as we saw on Saturday night. Anything can happen in these 
especially with France right to the end after 80 minutes as it <laughs> yeah. look the games never finish until the ref blows that final whistle so we gotta keep scrapping and try and battle for every inch and win every moment out there that we possibly can win as long as we can walk off there and look ourselves in the mirror and know that we've done everything then that's all I need from my team Captain Shuan Lillicrap also spoke to Liz Jones. Suen, two weeks out from the Women's Six Nations, France away, kick off a new standalone tournament. What are the feelings in the squad at the moment? What are your expectations and hopes for this tournament? Our focus is completely like flipped to just to be preparing for that first fixture against France. You know, when the announcement was made that we'd have this tournament in this format, you know, we were just excited to get games in the calendar and France away first game is, is a brilliant way to test ourselves so you know we're really concentrating on nailing our detail in training knowing our roles and uh, taking the most out of every session and um, as Warren likes to say you know squeezing every drop out of, out of every session um, it's a great way for us to measure ourselves as, as a squad under new management but also you know a young up-and-coming squad as well so we're excited for the opportunity you know we've spent some time preparing so we're looking forward now to be able to see you know where the squad can go in this campaign. You've had a year without international rugby but arguably many of you have played more rugby than in recent years so in good shape? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's more of us playing in Premier 15s now, which is an outstanding tournament, which gives us opportunity to play at a high level week in, week out. So the girls, the squad have had great exposure through that and through our clubs, which is, is, is really fantastic. You know, even though it's been 12 months since putting that red jersey on, people have gained valuable experiences from those games and you know we're fortunate enough during this pandemic to be able to have played since October essentially the league has started so you know we've got great game time under our belt and confidence on individuals ability should be really high from that. But as you say nothing quite so special as putting on the red jersey can you remind us what it means to you to lead ways out? There's no feeling like it you know and putting on that red jersey with your teammates and, and representing something really really special you know it, it means the world to me it means the world to my family but you know mainly we're here to do a job for a nation and come together collectively to hopefully you know what we want to do in April is inspire a nation of uh, girls and, and people throughout Wales and give them something to look forward to over after what's been a tough year so um, that's going to be a special moment when we get to do that again in April and you know it makes you appreciate all the good things you have in life and these opportunities that you've had in having so long away from it really. You fought hard to get that jersey and, and you haven't let go of it since then. Yeah, it was a long journey. I was, I think, I was in the extended squad for four, five years. It was definitely four, maybe five years, before I even got named in a, a campaign squad. And then my opportunity came in in 2016, first game of the Six Nations against Ireland. And yeah, I've been fortunate enough not to miss a, a cap game of rugby since. So I'm excited to be able to get back out there with the girls and yeah, to get that opportunity again is something really special. And you've been named captain again. Arguably, you've done more work off the field recently than on it, but that's not been any less important. No, I think it hasn't been any less important. And if anything, sometimes it can be a little bit more important. You know, I think we've learnt the value of resilience, team cohesion, and how important it is that we're all on the same page and how important goal setting is. And, 
you know that all these things are tied together that we're in unison and we're united when we're on the field so we've done a lot of stuff off the field as a leadership group as a collective you know working with Warren in, in bringing some of that to life and you know that will really shine through I hope come April now you know that's just as important as being able to put it all into practice in the field so you know there's there's definitely things that we've learned probably throughout this pandemic that we'd carry on doing in the future because it is hugely important and hopefully we can see the benefit of that now come April. France away and then Ireland at home obviously I've got the crowds this time but as a standalone competition there's a chance to get a lot of exposure and to kind of claim that space. Oh yeah definitely you know it's exciting to see how the media jump on this and how we get the benefits of being potentially a standalone tournament and hopefully more people will tune in and you know the exposure will be through the roof and hopefully playing international rugby in in April hopefully weather would be great and we'll see some free flowing rugby ball in play high and, and some real exciting moments you know sometimes playing in February March the weather has a huge impact on the game and the type of game that you can play and you know you end up playing the weather as well as an opposition so you know I think it'll be exciting to also see how the game potentially changes slightly throughout these months so it's a great opportunity for women's rugby to potentially claim some really good momentum at this time of the year. Finally, the Pro 14 still going on. The final weekend coming up, with a few issues having been resolved this week and a few more to be sorted out. Game of the week, well, that was in Lethley as the Scarlets trailed Connaught only for an incredible second-half comeback to take them to victory, which they needed to clinch third place in the conference and Champions Cup rugby next season. Coach Glenn Delaney was asked what he had changed at half-time. I didn't do too much. It was the, the boys in the shed, you know. We've got a brilliant leadership group in there. Steph Hughes has, has led this team magnificently, and it's really on their shoulders. We can't do anything from the stands. They've got to take, you know, grasp the nettle, and, and they did. And we can be really proud of them for that because, you know, they became free, and you saw them, ex- ex- you know, their skill sets. And even at the end, when probably wasn't on to play, we're still trying to play, and that's what we want to be. You know, want to want to be a team that can go all court, and we can go one length to the other, and actually challenge teams defensively. And I think when we maintain the ball, I think. The other aspect in that our, our attention to detail at the breakdown was, was top-notch. Probably the best it's been this season, which meant we could play like that. Did you have to give the hairdryer treatment, uh, as Alex Ferguson used to say, at half-time? Oh, I don't really worry too much about what was said <laughs> at half-time. It's more about what, what we got on the field in the second half. You know, the, We're a pretty calm group in that shed, and uh, it's always objective. There's always things we can learn to get better at, and, and I think what we managed to do is the group you know, has a pulse, has a rhythm, and it knows, it knows when it's at its best. That's all that was brought out of them from that first half to the second half was their identity was brought out of them because they're a bit anxious in that first half and you know I could see the weight of, of expectation and the weight, the pressure of what this meant and we're playing against a team that were already qualified. So they were free from minute zero, they were ready to go. So you know look, credit to the boys, that's where it all needs to go. So you've got Champions Cup qualification for next season, you're also involved still this season, how are you looking forward to that? Oh, I can't wait, we played Bath away, it was brilliant and we got Sale here and that's going to be a ding dong, they're a big old team. Uh, we're watching them closely and, um, hey, they've got some talent. We're going to enjoy tonight first because one objective done and then we'll build to the next one. We've got the international boys rejoining us this week and, and uh, great to see them here in the stands supporting the lads. You, you know what it means. And they've come off a, a massive game, which was gutting for all of us. Um, but they're in here back on supporting the boys. So um, great to have them here too. Down the road, the Blues were clinching fourth place with a win over Edinburgh, which may also lead to Champions Cup rugby. The final numbers haven't yet been decided. Here's Director of Rugby, Dai Young. Very mixed bag first half. 
Uh, second half, obviously, we went up a few gears and uh, really pleased with the second half performance. Lots of room to improve on first half, but we, you know, we talked about obviously not losing the faith and uh, winning a few collisions and kicking a little bit longer, so it give us a bit of feed position. And when we get uh, pressure, keeping hold of the ball and turning that pressure into points. And I thought we were excellent second half. What about the uh, the final outcome though? It's uh, fourth in the table with the Scarlets coming from twenty odd points down. Yeah, we were keeping an eye on that, but you know it's not about today. We've done as much as we could could today. You know whether three go through, four go through. I still think that's undecided. But if we don't get through, and it's third, we got to look at some of the performances. Obviously leading up to the last you know last couple of weeks really, but uh, we got to look at ourselves really. But um, a good way to finish tonight, but. Uh, Hopefully it's enough, and if it's not, well, we've got to look at improving for next season. How difficult was it uh, preparing for this game with the, the Wales boys coming back in at the, the last moment? And I suppose that's something you've got to deal with throughout the season, isn't it? Yeah, I think you plan for it, you know, and I think you, you adapt throughout the week. The, the good thing is the players were really eager to come back and play. So, you know, when you've got players of that quality, by the very nature of them having you know, being that quality, they, they seem to fit in seamlessly. So we just really pleased to, to have them back in. Sometimes it's not great for the squad because they haven't been here for the week, but the game of this magnitude, I felt like you had to just pick what I believe was the best 23. Different game, you may have been a little bit further with the squad. Puts you in a high going into Europe as well. We're playing must-win games and tonight was a must-win game for us. Um, obviously, going London Irish is a, a one-off game. So, you know, we, we want to be in the business end of the season, so we need to get used to these uh, knockout rugby type of uh, games and I thought, you know, today we were, we were good. I said, not great first half, but, um, you know, a lot better second half. The Dragons could also be part of that waiting game. They need to beat Edinburgh on Sunday and hope Benetton can do them a favour against Glasgow. They beat the Scots to set up that finale. Here's their director of rugby, Dean Ryan. I thought we were outstanding in the last 15 minutes. I think we had a clear picture of what we needed to achieve and our intensity and physicality has been building over the last three or four weeks as we, you know, one had some quality back. Moriarty was outstanding and that lifts everybody else. But some of our young fellows come in, Ben Carter was came on, made a real impact. And it's that combination of youngster coming in and established guy that's starting to really pay off for us. So I still think there's moments that with a lot of pressure in that first half and didn't get any thinking. I think today we, we stayed a little bit more composed and we waited and, and the piece of magic by Jordan was uh, straight off the training field. The big things you said about staying alive, you've done that. You need a bit of help from Benetton, but nonetheless, it's, well, it's you've done all you can. Yeah, we, we definitely is some of us, we're a little bit more quality on the deck now and we look a different side than what we looked at say, five or six weeks ago. That's just the nature. And yet we're achieving those levels of performance now. Ben Carter and Ira Owen, Josh Wren's coming in. And, and it's that which, you know, for all those times when it was painful and we're playing is now giving them some security when they come in and it's just making us stronger. So, you know, any side needs to go through some pain and, yeah, I wish the season was going on a bit longer because we're definitely gathering a little bit of momentum. And I think the levels we're playing at are uh, above anything we've been able to achieve previously. Do you think this is the best of your two years that you're playing at the minute in terms of... Well, I think it's uh, as physical as we are. I think it's as complete as we are. So you've been physical in the past, but then somebody make an error. That doesn't count for anything then. It's, we've never lacked effort. But it's a balancing act of being able to get people to know their jobs. It's an, uh, you know, being, you know, just coming together at the same time. And that's what growing together as a side is about. And, you know, today was just another step on, on that. Dare I say, even 
even if Champions Cup doesn't happen, whatever, you, it's important signs, isn't it? The growth. It's probably more relevant because it got taken away from us this year. For me, the Champions Cup isn't about look at what we achieved. It's look at the experiences we need. Is every time we've been in experiences, whether it's youngsters playing away in Bordeaux, we've grown from them. Now, sometimes they're painful, but they're only painful if you look at it in that particular weekend. If you look at it on a longer timeline, as you see those youngsters grow, you see them learn and you see them come back into other environments. So Champions Cup for us is about experiences, about keep growing our experiences to play at the highest level so we can keep getting better. And we'll keep fighting for that next week. So plenty to look forward to this weekend and next week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Here's keeping everything crossed for a positive result in your house. Until then, goodbye and stay safe.